Are we ready? Yep. Good. Hoopla has like a fuck ton of movies on it, dude. Really? What's Hoopla? Hoopla! Hoopla! That's how we watch it. It's Hoopla and Canopy are like free if you have a library card. I'm so sorry. It's basically just Netflix with a library card and it's amazing. And that's how we watch this movie. It was Hoopla. Go Hoopla! A bell. Refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Well, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... Welcome to Tipsy Terror! Woo! Are we all close enough? Um, yeah, I feel like that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean... Where's the mic? The, the mic. <laughs> Just treat the laptop as, as a mic. We revealed our secret. Oh, no. We revealed that we have bad audio because we <laughs> use a laptop microphone. I bet you're so shocked, Maylee, and maybe the one other person who's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> I do want to eventually buy, like, four mics at least. Give that, me that we can actually use, but I want to have a chip. We've been snacking on okay. some kettle corn and some oh. kettle chips all Welcome. day. It's kettle night. All movie. It's kettle night. Welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is the podcast where we get drunk and watch a movie and record ourselves watching the movie <laughs> and are very like loud with our crispiness oh, and Sam. and then. Oh. Um, Right afterwards, while we're still drunk, we record a podcast and we cut in clips of us watching the movie, like this clip. Can we make sure that it's known that it's canon that vampires love Wesley Snipes, the actor? <laughs> if we can find one, because oh, wow. what this, this was such a good movie that like we it. literally did not talk did not for talk most of it. Oh sorry, let me just finish this really I got like one of those fat ones it's like seven chips just eat one. it prepare for the crunch there we go my name is Molly Haynes this is the first time I've seen this movie I got chips and my, my name is Harish um uh I've seen this movie one time before but like I was like not paying attention at all so this is effectively the first time I've seen this movie. Wait, did we? Say, I don't know if we said what movie we did. We watched. Oh, <laughs> what, oh did we? Not? No, we did not say what movie we watched. <laughs> wow. Sorry, we watched what we do in the shadows, <laughs> which counts as horror. It's a horror movie. God damn it, Peter yeah. is terrifying. Um, my name is Samantha. This is like my billionth time watching this movie. I fucking love this movie. And then we have a very special guest today. His name is Eli, and um, say hello. Hi. We know him through our sketch comedy group, <laughs> Backburner. Yep. Yeah, I'm yes. Eli. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, <laughs> so I was very excited to get to watch it, um, despite it being not really that much horror, but... Um, I know you just told us this off mic, but tell us why... Eli picked this movie as his episode, so what was your thought in doing this movie? Um, well, I... Don't really remember because I told Molly I wanted to do this movie at some point um, that I cannot recall. But um, <laughs> it was like at a party. It was at a party or something, and I was like very excited about coming on this podcast and specifically <laughs> doing this movie. Um, but no, this is uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, like uh, top five. I've seen it so many times. Um, I know all the dialogue by heart. Uh, so I figured it was. 
tangential enough to horrors that I could work it in. It was great yeah. watching it because every like. We, I mean, we were paying attention for, like, because this movie is so fucking good. Like, you, it's so good. But every now and then, Eli would just be like, this is the most important part. And it would happen, and, like, five times. And I that. laugh ahead of time. Like, I laugh before the jokes because I knew they were coming. And I was so excited. <laughs> you were oh, so ready. So yeah. good. So, um, I guess we should start with our below-the-bar trivia before we get into it. Yeah. Um, so... Normally it was Molly's turn to be the DD, but she hadn't seen this movie, and I didn't want her looking up anything because I didn't want to spoil it. Oh, I found more chip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm eat that really quick. Um, I didn't want to spoil it for her, so um, I went ahead and became the DD. So she'll be the next one. Um, hold on, I got more chip to eat. All right. Good lord, dude, that was like a fat chip, man. It was like seven layered into one. That's what happens when you cook them in the kettle. Yeah, that, that was kettle. Okay, so hold on, let me pull this shit up. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. I'm the guest. <laughs> Eli, do you know how the trivia works? Uh, I, from my countless knowledge, no. <laughs> okay. Um, everyone, choice. what's your buzzer you know, noises? Everyone, yes. make a buzzer. Noise. I've listened to one episode. Don't worry, Wait, I've listened one? to your podcast. I think I've listened to two. Anaconda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that in preparation. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's, that's a good one. But Where also, I've been drinking, about. so I don't quite remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, so, pick a buzzer sound, everyone. The Ham. Blood. <laughs> what was yours, Eli? Ham. <laughs> the ham horn. Okay. Um, so, these are going to be multiple choice. If you buzz in before I finish the multiple choice, you have to answer. You can't wait until the multiple choice is done. If you get it wrong, you take a drink. If you get it right, other people take a drink. And then at the end, the people get to choose whether... Technically, the rule was whether you finish your drink or take a shot, but we have not enforced that. We start today. Today is the day. Okay. This trivia was started as just, like... Kind of a drinking game, but now it's just trivia. Yeah, we just get excited. Listening about it. to people play drinking games is one of my favorite activities. <laughs> it's really? a great auditory medium. Yeah. No. <laughs> God damn it, stop doing bits. I thought this was a comedy podcast. Wow. Sort of. I just realized, no, like, please keep doing bits. Okay. Okay. My trivia is number based. That's okay. All right, ready? I have yes. to do good at this. How many hours of <laughs> improvised oh. footage was shot? And I wrote improved. <laughs> Oh, How many hours of improvised footage was shot? A, 500, B, 40, C, 125, or D, 86? Yeah. Ooh. He can go first, okay. he's a guess. C, 125. Yeah. You are correct. Wow. Oh, 125, so hurry, Shamali, give a drink. 125 oh. hours <laughs> of improvised out. footage was shot. And so it took almost a year to edit this movie because they had to go through all of it and pick oh, their, like, wow. favorite moments. Wow. A year to edit. That's amazing. Um, okay. That's a labor of love. I know, right? And it paid worth off. it. All right. Who did Taika Waititi, who played, um, what is it? Viago. Viago. <laughs> Base his performance off of? A, Gary Oldman's Dracula in the 90s Bram Stoker Dracula. B, his mother. C. Bella Lugosi or D. Jermaine Clement, who plays blood. Uh, that was you. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Jermaine Clement. No. Fuck. Blood. 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 Yeah. Gary Oldman. No. No. Eli, do you have a guess? His mother. Yes. Uh, <gasps> that was my second uh, choice. I knew that Jermaine Clement might do it. Um, for those of you who don't know, Jermaine Clement plays um Vladislav. 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 There's one oh, real what? fan here. 
The rest of yeah. them are fake fans. Um, he based his performance off of his mother, but Jermaine based Vladislav off of Gary Oldman's Bram's uh, Dracula. Oh, and Bram okay. Dracula. I have not seen that performance. I have not I have either. Not either. <laughs> I just know what Gary that. Oldman looks like, because I used to think he was oh, kind of hot. He does not look like Gary Oldman in that movie. Not in that movie. Oh. He's not hot. He's no. like my least favorite like look of Dracula ever made. Yeah, I, I hate like the it. way but, but, but Jermaine Clement's hair in the movie yeah, like is 100% yeah. accurate. I hate the way he looks in that movie. Yeah, it's very um, Okay, so... He like you technically already won, but we're gonna go through the rest of the trivia. Really? Uh, yeah. That was easy. Nice. How are many? There, how many questions are there? I have three and a bonus. Okay. How many pages of the script did Jermaine and Tyka write? So they wrote the movie together. How many pages of this? How many pages was the script? A, one hundred and fifty. B, thirty. C, one hundred. Or D, three hundred. Blood. Uh, Molly. Thirty. No. A hundred. No. 300. No, it was a 150-page script. 150-page script? 150. And then they improvised most of it. So, um, this was going to be the bonus question, but it was like, it was going to be how many, in case we had a tie, how many cast and crew saw it. They didn't show the script to anybody. What? So, <laughs> including Stu. Yeah, they wrote, they wrote 150 pages, and it was just between Jermaine and Taika. And since they were the directors too, they didn't need to. Sh- they were just basically like they set up the scene and gave the context, and then like did a bunch of improvised like moments, and like they kind of gave them some lines to read, and just based off of that, that's why there was so much footage. Was it was like 150 pages of loose ideas, and then they like went with it. Oh and my god! So. So many scenes happened in this that were, like, really funny that just didn't make the cut. Like, at one point, they threw, like, a burnt, like, body into the river or something, (laughs) and they lost that body, and they had to put out in the news, like, if you see this body, it's not real. (laughs) Like... It got filmed for a movie. Like, That's shit hilarious. like that happened. I would oh give an God. arm and a leg to see that footage. Yeah, and that footage didn't make Please. the movie. <laughs> they should like, release This it. movie isn't even that long. It's like... No, it's 90 minutes, it's 90 yeah. minutes yeah. long, basically. Yeah. Oh. But... How do you write a hundred? Because they had pages? so many ideas, and it's they were just like, "Let's do this concept. and see oh what we God. like." And then they cut all their favorite moments. Yeah. And you know, you're just riffing. Like Jermaine and Tyka are friends. You yeah. just riff with your buddy, and like you come up with so much. Yeah. So, so Eli wins the trivia. Eli won. Yay, Eli. So you can pick if they finish their drink or take a shot, or you don't have to make them do anything. But oh gosh, you have power. I don't want to hurt my friends, but I guess Harish. <laughs> drink his drink. Well, Ooh. joke's on you, because my drink's already finished. Good. <laughs> That's basically what I wanted. I didn't want to... <laughs> Perfect. I'll finish my drink. So, it's reenactment time. Uh, uh, so now we do a summary of the movie. So, Eli, who do you want to be? Me? Mm-hmm. Viago. Oh, you like My favorite dish. character. I guess I'll be um, the younger one, Declan. Deacon. 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 Yeah. Um, you want to be Peter, don't you? Yeah. Wait, no. Do you want to be Peter? <laughs> I, I don't. Um. So I'll be. <laughs> I'll be Vladislav or whatever. Can I be Peter and then the new guy? Nick. Yeah, I'll yeah. be Peter and Nick. Okay. Who wants to be Stu? Uh-huh. I think I am literally Stu. You so are Stu. This is fair. Like Stu might have been based on me accidentally. <laughs> All right. So. Nothing, we have seven minutes, and we're just gonna fucking go. Ready? Ready, set, go. Yo. How does it start? It starts with Yes, the... I've just woken up. <laughs> it's me, Viago. 
Is this how this works? I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, just go through the movie. <laughs> and now we introduce each of our characters. I must wake up my friends, Deacon. Blah. I, I, okay. Hey, um, oh, so we have a flatmates meeting or something? Ah, yes, I didn't say it yet, but you predicted it. Right, uh, I remember you told me that yeah. last night or something. Oh, I so guess so. Here's Body's Love. I'm having and an orgy, but now I'm like, too. what do you want? I'm the only one doing a character voice. <laughs> Time to wake up Peter. <laughs> Peter scared me. <laughs> So now it's flatmates and we... So we have the meeting and what's up, guys? Uh, Peter is 8,000 years old. He is not coming to the flat meeting. That's okay, a direct fine. quote. Whatever. Uh, um, we should go faster. Do yeah, the dishes, so, Deacon. What? I Fine, I'll do the dishes. <laughs> you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> okay, so now we, we're going to just establish that we're like vampires and... And they were roommates. And they were roommates. Deacon was a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> And now we're going to go out on the town and we're going to try on all these outfits together. And we can't see ourselves in the We like so we to jump. go to bars, but the big we have to be invited in. Yep. And I'm a documentary crew filming all of this yep. happen. Uh, so now we're like out at the one place. That... The big Kumara. Yeah. Big and Kumara. it's kind of sad. It, this is the number one vampire here. bar. Oh, I'm here. I'm meeting my uh, my like, familiar. Jackie. I'll Jackie. Jackie. Hi, Jackie, can you, like, clean up the yard and then... We we want um, some people over for dinner. Virgins? The other, yeah, three virgins. I can get you some virgins. Virgins, a um, few, we need to like, talk about, are you going to make me a vampire? Um, you know what? Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, have you written down doing my dishes? Yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah, to do that too. And you're my familiar. Thanks. Okay, bye. So, okay. we're having a dinner. So, it's time for dinner. We're having some... Random humans over. Hello, Nick. No, that's hi. Nick. I'm Nick. And You're Nick, and I'll then there's the a girl one. here. I'm the girl. Oh, Jackie, thanks for bringing these people. I am playing music. <laughs> and this time is getting and kind of are creepy. You guys are virgins? No. no. Oh. What I the assumed fuck, they Jackie? were virgins. Sorry. Let's continue the night. <laughs> I was uh, when I was here. 12. And Would we you did. like some biscotti? Oh, sure. It doesn't look too great. I usually like it warm, but I'll eat some spaghetti. Try eating spaghetti. Aha, uh -huh, you are eating worms. Oh, God, what? And why is my dick a oh, snake? Oh, your dick is a cobra. You didn't even have to say it. God, <laughs> this biscotti it? bit is classic. <laughs> and now Nick is running. Oh, I'm running because this Nick's is, like, stressing me out. And... I don't like this at all. Oh, no, Nick's gotten out of the house. And we're like... We're going to get running. him. I'm running. I'm running from all these Nick. vampires. And then... <laughs> it's Peter. Oh, Peter. <laughs> Cut to two months later. Hey guys, I'm a vampire now. Oh, it's Nick's, Nick the vampire. Nick's a vampire. Nick, it's me, Nick. I'm a vampire. Been for two months. Nick, you've interrupted Deacon's sexy dance. Oh no! Nick, what? Nick I was doing a sexy dance, erotic dance for my friends, <laughs> and they were enjoying it. It was hot. Why would you do this? Let's go to the boogie room. Fine, let's. I do you mean boogie wonderland? Boogie wonderland. Oh. Uh -huh. Let's go out, and you're gonna bring your friend who can invite us into all the bars. I'll bring my friend Stu. Stu, oh, hi, Stu. Stu the yeah. best guy. Yeah. Stu doesn't know a vampire, and it's complicating our relationship. Yeah. So and, we're at Boogie okay, Wonderland, so, and then and, uh, I tell uh, a bunch of people I'm a vampire. Hey, wait, hold on. You can't tell people you're a vampire. It's like that thing in Twilight, isn't it? 
And we're gonna fight. We're fighting now because I and we're bats and we're fighting. And I throw you. And then, and then the cops come to the house. And wait, I'm wait, leaving. no. We have to pass by some werewolves and we're like, fuck you, werewolves. Werewolves last time. I werewolf. smell a werewolf. Oh, these werewolves. Hey, yo, let's abuse these werewolves because of who they are. <laughs> okay, yeah. werewolves are gone. Also, it's me, Stu, again. Let me introduce you to technology. Oh, yeah. Oh, we learned Stu, how to take technology. Well, we've done that now. Goodbye. Um, oh, we got an invitation for the unholy Wait, no, no, no. Something's going on downstairs in the basement. Oh, no. Who's that on fire? Someone broke in yeah. at the fucking... Oh, Peter, no, he's dead. Because I was a giant... Sunlight's Please. coming into Until the house. someone... A vampire hunter? Yep. You killed Stu. Okay, and the police Stu. are coming. And Peter's dead. Wait, no, Stu's alive. No, you killed Peter. It, I'm Stu. Peter's alive. Peter's, Peter's dead. dead. Peter's not Peter's alive. Peter's dead now, and the police are here, and oh, we hypnotize them, and they're gone now. Yeah, oh, obviously. and now we got the... Masquerade invitation. Yes, oh. but also Mark is gone. We kicked him out. Who's Mark? Not Mark. Nick. 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 Shit. Oh. I don't oh, know who Nick. Mark is. Yeah, it's your fault that Peter died because you were bragging about being a vampire. So oh. you're shamed and now you're leaving. Shame, bye, shame. bye forever. Well, I wonder if Vladislav, my friend, uh, will be the guest speaker for the... Guest of honor? I have heard one. rumors that I might be the guest of Let's honor. look at who Let's it is. Let's read who it is. Oh, it's the beast. The my beast. enemy. <laughs> it's mortal enemy. The beast. The beast. So now I look my age very old because I'm and very he's sad. looking very that old. That is love. No longer hey, you looks gotta young eat something on the way. Just eat a person. No. Oh, anyway, we go to the masked ball and I'll oh, stay at home. And uh, Nick is there. Uh, it's Nick. me, Stu. I've Hello. also come along. Hello, Stu is there. Yeah, thanks for bringing Stu. Stu's and, here. Uh, the beast is here, uh, coming to do a speech. It's me, the beast. The girlfriend. Oh, it turns out the Beast is actually Vladislav's ex-girlfriend. We just call her the Beast because he hates her. Well, this is shit. a shocking twist, isn't it, mate? Um, it's me, Stu. <laughs> so now and everyone's trying to eat Stu. Stu's a human. We don't like that. Oh, no. I want to eat a human. No, Wait. you can't. Um, and you now know, it's me, Vladislav, and I've come to defend Stu and encounter the Beast. And I don't know. And, and now my fight. boyfriend's fighting you. And then uh, we're fighting. And then we're fighting. And then I kill the boyfriend. And then it's it was me, we equally worked together. It's me, Stu. Stu and I equally killed that guy. Okay, we we're out heading here. out. And then as we're leaving, we see... I smell a werewolf. Oh, no. These werewolves are here. We it's hit them because moon. they're different than from us. It's a full moon. You know what? We're well. You guys suck. We're just in a bad mood. And today. now they're transforming. Ah, oh no! Run! 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 run, 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 run. run. No, they got stew. I oh, have no. been fallen. No, the stew. They got oh, stew. Stew's now. dead. Oh no, he's been disemboweled. But now I'm alive. <gasps> stew. I'm a werewolf. Stew, you're a werewolf. Oh, stew, you're a werewolf. Turns then, out werewolves aren't so bad. And me, Viago, yeah. married my old girlfriend. And that's the end of the movie. Hey-oh. That was a terrible That was recap. the worst recap we've ever done. But that's because this There's movie so has that so much. And it's not like when you watch a long movie and like like uh, House of Wax, how almost nothing of like plot value happens. All of this is like just plot because the well, plot is their day to day life. Yeah. First of all, it's it's a uh, mockumentary, so like a lot of it is just them living their lives and like showing how their lives are. So it's still interesting, but it's like. You can't put that. I also summary. heard that recap by trying to include every joke. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Oops. So, so this is technically horror. 
This is horror. <laughs> we count it as horror because it has horror themes. It's like, about vampires. Werewolves. Especially, zombies. like, the scene where yeah. Nick is trying to escape. It's, like, funny because we, like, follow the vampires, but if it was, like, focused on him, then it'd be really genuinely scary. That's scary. That's a very, like, if that were, like, from his perspective, it would definitely be yeah. scary. He like the pointed whole time. that out. Yeah, and the right. music is is kind of creepy. I mean, yeah. it's uh, funny, but also creepy. there's a jump scare in the movie. Yeah, Peter, Peter. Peter's a little spooky. Yeah, Peter is very. Scary. Peter looks like Count Orlock from. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's explicitly uh, perfectly designed after yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah. Type. Exactly. Thank you. It's incredible. Which is also just great film, because, like, you know, the first vampire movie, and then you take that design for the 8,000-year-old vampire. Yeah. You've got to love that, like, attention to vampire lore. Right. And a lot of that in the movie. I pointed out, they, like, basically took, like, literally everything that anyone's ever written about vampires and put it in one movie and, like, fit all the tropes, all the, like, classic It's a perfect vampire lover's movie, because it's got all of it, you know? Any vampire... They didn't pick and choose. They were just, like... All vampire things exist in this world. Right. And I fucking love it. Down, like, even the animals, like, they mentioned that he turns into mm-hmm. a dog and stuff. Like, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's mentioned, like, vampires turning into dogs since, like, Dracula. Yeah. And right. so, like, it's great because it was like, oh, they actually, like, did their homework and, like, remembered yeah. all the things that vampires are supposed to do. Well, it he makes an animal, but it's his the face. Cat, yeah, the cat. Yeah, he, he can't get the faces right, so, like, it's just his face on a cat. That is, like, awesome. the funniest, so like, two-second <laughs> shot you can get that, pay, that it's just so perfect. <laughs> that image haunts me. We have a friend who has the sticker of that oh, really? on her laptop. I love this movie so much. This is another one that's like no jump scare count for Molly, more just like laugh count for oh, Molly. Yeah. There was like one. <gasps> See, that's a scary part. That's horror. This is horror. <laughs> Molly, Molly gasped early when Peter, like, hisses. Yeah, yeah Peter yeah. was creepy as hell. Oh, yeah, Peter, he did scream a little bit. I think is my favorite part of the movie. Peter Just because, again, scary. it's that, like, attention to, like, a vampire lover's, like interest yeah. in like vampire details. Right. And it's just so fucking funny how out of place he looks in a modern world. I like the idea that you turn into that when you're just an old, decrepit right. vampire. He's 8,000 years old. It was his time. That's ridiculous. Like, eventually you just look like that. I like, also love... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, imagine me... 8,000 years old is, like, longer than there are years. It's crazy. You know? He's, it's like, pre- like, first human. He's prehistoric, literally. I love, um, I also love the drawing that keeps getting shown of the beast. Yeah, for the yeah. Is the belly button. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, that, that scene is the funniest scene in the movie where he's like, we don't talk about the beast, and then it's a montage everyone's saying <laughs> talking, everyone's about, talking about, about the beast. The beast. Yeah. One of the fun things about the movie is they, they, they crib a lot of great old, like, Renaissance and medieval drawings. Yeah. And use yeah. them, like in like giant like smash cuts so like someone will say something and it'll cut to this like weird old drawing that's real <laughs> like very documentary yeah, style it's, it's really funny the beat <laughs> i love that image <laughs> i don't know where they found that but it's so good because they're all like vampires and they're old so like the youngest of them um well besides deacon nick. yeah mm-hmm. not including nick who turns in this movie but Deacon's the youngest of in at the beginning, and he's like 138 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I also mentioned how much I like that. Like, 
they they like took so many photos that are supposed to be like from back in the mm-hmm. days of like you know they like had like days where it was just fun and they were just dipping right, around yeah. like doing pictures together and stuff. This movie had to have been so fun to film. To, like, yeah, yeah, I I bet they had. You can tell fun. how much fun they're having. Right. I mean, and like I mentioned, like a hundred and twenty five hours of improvised yeah. footage. Like they literally were just like go crazy, you're vampires. <laughs> Can't stop looking at the fucking. It's the, the funniest cat. goddamn thing. Yeah, the cat image is special. And it, it's just like a passing thing in a very, like, very hectic moment. Nick's, like, running for yeah, his life. And running. you happen to see Vladislav <laughs> as so, a cat. And it is scene, the funniest thing. The scene is basically Nick, like, um, gets invited to dinner and he eats the spaghetti. The, the spaghetti, the as they call it. And, the like, biscotti. they, like, hypnotize him to make him think it's it's worms. I just got that. Oh, did you not get that? No, I just oh. got it. There's a joke where um, Nick's telling his friends Stu that um, not, not to, to eat spaghetti thing. if they offer it to him, and Stu's like, "Oh, they offered me biscotti. It took me." And it's just because Deacon so calls it biscotti. Biscotti, but you um, like biscotti. so Nick, Nick, um, who's a human at this point, he he eats uh, the spaghetti and he's like, "Okay, this is pretty weird. I'm just getting out of here," and he starts running and. Um, the documentary crew follows him, and he's, like, running through the house, opening random doors, trying to escape, and, like, at one point, he opens a door, and there's a cat there with Vladislav's face. It's Jermaine Clement's face. Because Vladislav can turn himself into anything, he can't get the faces right. He just gets the faces wrong, yeah. It's incredible. It's really funny. I think Vladislav is my favorite character because... Well, no, no, no. My favorite character... (laughs) My favorite character is Taika with DDs, but... Because that's, like, the one that I feel I am more... But, but like, Vladislav, because he has, like, all the classic, like... He brags about how great he is at hypnosis and compulsion and that he can turn himself into anything. But he's, like... He used to be good at it, and he's not anymore, so yeah. he's, like, trying so he hard. He can never get the faces right. He, he can't can do it. And, like, the fucking compulsion scene where he's trying to get that guy to look at him, and he just smacks the glass to make him right. look that way. <laughs> so the lore is that Vladislav was, like, um, a Russian... No, no, he's, no. um... Uh, he's, uh, like, he's from... he's based on Vlad the Impaler, I yeah. yeah. They can, the he's, like, Vlad the Poker. Um, <laughs> and what they call scene. him. And he, like, used to be very powerful and, yes. And, yes. and very good at, like, hypnotizing people. But, like, since he got defeated by the beast, the he beast. has, like, lost all his, like, power and, like, will. That's the best. So he's very weak. It's the best scene in the movie where they're all tagged just they keep saying things Pardon? about the beast. They keep, they keep talking keep about the beast. the beast. And all you know up at that point is that, like, drawing that you've already seen. Right. Part of the fun it's about this incredible. movie on a conceptual level is, like, you're so used to vampires, like, the idea that an older vampire is wiser and more powerful, pow- mm. <laughs> powerful, but in this one, like, the old vampires are, like, they feel aged, so, like, yeah. Vatislaw is old, and so he's just kind of not as good anymore. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, struggling, trying and, to keep and up. And that's, like, just a fun way to, like, connect it and, like make vampire lore kind of relatable to us is just like you get worse at things. Well, because like Peter, all he does is like hang out in yeah, his coffin. Yeah, Peter doesn't move or talk. Like he just sits in his coffin. The first time we see Peter is, um, t- is it, how do you say his name? Taika Waititi. Taika? 
Tyka. What's Tyka. his name? Vigo? Viago. Viago. Viago goes down to wake up Peter for the meeting. <laughs> And um, he pushes this giant stone slab out of the doorway, yeah. and Concrete Peter's class. just standing there, and he's, uh, um, Viago's like, do you want to, um, you know, sweep up the spinal cord and some, ske- like, human skeletons? Viago's just, yeah. like, trying to make him do like, roommate, be a good roommate yeah, yeah. stuff, and Peter's just standing there being creepy. And then he doesn't say anything, and then, um, he just Viago gives him, like, a raw chicken to, like, tear apart. Right. It's the creepiest thing. It's so fucking funny. I think I just agree. It's like the first like half of this movie is literally just about them being like roommates. Right. And they perfectly encapsulate <laughs> what it's like having roommates right. while also making it about vampires. Like all the problems. Like there's a whole scene where they're just talking about doing dishes. They have a chore wheel. Yeah. They have a chore <laughs> wheel. It's awesome. Like, it's literally just... And he hasn't typical. done it in, like, five years. Classic, like, time means nothing when you're a vampire. Classic roommate struggle, right. but, like, just more extended time. And right. also the issue of blood getting all over everything. <laughs> right. One of Viago's um, things is that he doesn't like stuff getting messy, and so, like, something someone like kills a victim on his green couch and it turns red it like gets stained with the blood and he complains about um he, he was like yeah. telling them like at least if you're gonna kill lay somebody on the couch lay some down the towels on oh, the red couch <laughs> no it's actually it was green oh my god and, and now then, it's like, red we flashed Viago about to kill a person and he's like laying down newspapers, newspapers and like trying kill. to care for the area and then he hits an artery and the blood And he completely <laughs> fucks up the killing and the blood is just like spraying all over the place. And there's this, this moment where she's like telling him she's like oh I want to go to like Spain and London and all that and he looks like he's so like interesting. And yeah. he's like he's like oh. Then he kills her anyways. And, like, that so does raise interesting questions though. Mm-hmm. Like, about morality. Oh, yeah. You like, know. you can tell that he's like, oh, no. But he's got to eat her. They have to. Yeah. And do you blame them? Well, that's the thing. I thought about this because I was like, well, I really sympathize with these vampires because they're like, clearly... Oh. Is it raining? What was that? <laughs> Sorry, it's weird water sounds off. Awesome. rain. Um, but you sympathize with these vampires. You really, like, care about them. But then you re- you forget, and you're like, I've watched them murder. Yeah. Like, four people yeah. in this movie, and I'm just, like, completely fine with that. Right. I mean, should the vampires have to die so that other people can live? There's about 60 to 70 of them in the Wellington area, so, you right. know. Right, there's a lot. A lot to consider there. Maybe don't move to that town. <laughs> well, that's... Probably a smaller percentage. We don't know. How do we know how There's many There's only one vampire nightclub. How many people live in Wellington? In At least. I'm going to find out. How many what? Greater Wellington area population. <laughs> We're going to figure out percentage-wise. Break this down. But then it's like... There's in, also zombie. There's zombies there's in zombies this world. In and and witches. And witches. So, like, in Wellington, if there's that many vampires, like, uh, is it because the main character... How much population? Uh, 513,900. Okay, okay. But if there's that many vampires... Is it because those vampires are there and they've made this many vampires and that's just a concentrated area? Are we assuming that that percentage is the same no matter what city you're in? In which case, there are a lot of vampires in this world. That's 0.01% of Wellington's population. That's still a lot for a vampire. So if you apply that to, say, population of the United States. Let's figure out how many of Columbus. 
Come so, here, okay. Okay, good question. Yeah. 787,000. How many times a day grades. am I looking a vampire in the eyes? Well, so there's a scene where the police come to their house and they hypnotize the police. Yeah. So, like, it's it's it makes sense that there are so many vampires wow. because they can just, like, hypnotize people and convince them that they're um, not vampires. Me. The word Sorry. is compulsion. Well, they say. Well, they call it hypnotizing. Yeah, yeah. No, they explicitly call it hypnotize. I hypnotized him. I have as a true. That's eighty-six vampires. Eighty-six vampires. Not in the metropolitan area. Okay. In Columbus proper. That's crazy. I could have been counted. Let's open a. Let's open a vampire club. Eight, you know what, though? In the greater scheme of things, 86 vampires is not that many. No, that's what I'm saying. It's only 0.001%. It's crazy low. Wait. But you guys keep talking. I'm finding math. Well, okay. let's talk. If you became a vampire, what would you do? I love this question because it's like basically, and um, Deacon talks about this, you basically have to watch everyone you care about die. Well, yeah. Is Emily, that like worth the trade-off of living forever? I've mentioned this before. Emily and I have a pact. If I'm a vampire, she's a vampire. So I would at least have her. Right. Oh, absolutely. I'd turn all of the people who like mm-hmm. who wanted to be, to be vampires. I'd right. give them that. I would, all I my loved ones would get a chance. There's 2,600 vampires in Shanghai, China. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. No, no, because there's 26,000 people in Shanghai. But still, 2,000. No, 26 million. Sorry. There you go. 26 million in Shanghai, so 2,600 vampires. That's a lot of vampires, though. Yeah. No, but, like, compared to the population. But that'd be, like, in Columbus, a lot of vampires. In Shanghai, that's not a lot of vampires. Honestly, in Columbus, that's, like, maybe a couple per street. Well, she said... He, well... She said, he said 86 vampires in Columbus. I mean, the, popu- the percentage the is small. Is, well, I don't know if you can do that kind of math. Oh, we're making assumptions. But... If we're doing this realistically, if you're in a city with a high percentage of vampires, then the like overall population number is gonna go down more. Because vampires are gonna increase. Yeah. So no, no, because vampires are gonna have to kill people to eat. Yeah. To survive. Wait, it's like that statistics problem. Yeah. Like, what's the one where it's like a certain like uh, areas with certain like amount of churches also have more crime, but it's also because they're bigger areas. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. more, you can't, cor- you like, can't correlate so, the two statistics together. How, how frequently are vampires eating? Yeah. That's a big question. It's like the anaconda question. How frequently do they have to we eat? We don't know. So I think if you have the very fact that a, um area has a ha- large population has to mean that there are fewer vampires in that area because the human population can grow. So but you like, think vampires are the number one determinant? Oh. No, not the number. I mean, probably not well, the number see, one. My thing though but... is they're not eating daily. I think of it as like snakes. They eat yeah. like basically once every like month when they, they can, go out. And they according, can eat animals. Well, yeah, they can eat animals. According, like in my interpretation of vampires, which mainly is based off of vampires. Well, diaries, we're basing it off of this movie in which they only eat humans. Well, no, 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 no. Even in Vampire Diaries, they only eat humans. But it's like they don't have to eat humans like daily, even weekly. It's just kind of like they have to within. A couple of months, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. So it's like, how bad would the population decrease? Because like, things like guns, heart disease, mm-hmm. things like that kill humans just That's as a frequently. higher rate of what the vampire counts. So like, how much are vampires actually affecting? Can they bribe the hospital? Oh, absolutely. To give them blood bags. Oh, 
That's a huge thing in Vampire Diaries, too. Like you can do in Vampire the Masquerade's Bloodline on PC computer. Yeah. Um, Blood bags are a huge difference. Because it's sustenance without killing people. That's true. What if vampires ran... I feel like this is a thing in Blade. It's been a while since I've seen any of the Blade movies. There's like, what, three of them? But I feel like at one point he robs a blood, bl- blood bank or I mean, somebody, why wouldn't you? Somebody robs a blood bank in Blade. Or he stops it. I guess, yeah. It's. I don't remember anything about Blade. I just know he's a vampire who kills vampires. And apparently, according to this movie... Vampires love Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. That's they, awesome. Not Blade, just Wesley Snipes. Just Wesley Snipes. That's so fucking funny. I love. I just. I'm, I said. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love all the details of like people. Like it's a. In we didn't talk a lot during this movie because you have to pay a lot of attention because a lot of the jokes are kind of like subtle and will like go by really fast. And I think it's the same with like the lore, like catching that they have to be invited into the clubs. And yeah, that's like that's a, one of the reasons good. they're not going to get. But it's also because they look ridiculous. <laughs> And there's, like, scenes of them arguing with the bouncers, like, (laughs) asking the bouncers to invite them in, and the bouncers like, no, just go away. It's, like, crazy. Like, all the vampire lore details in this are incredible. Yeah. And it, like, it very much does, it has, like, a lot, like, all the classic hallmarks of a good mockumentary film in terms of how it's edited together and how it's put together. Oh, we watched one other documentary, like, a mockumentary film, I guess, called Take- The Taking of Deborah Logan. Taking of Deborah Logan. And I think this, like, on the podcast. very, very different. Oh. Yeah. So, has, like, similar so vastly different. Aim, but, like, very different. Not even aim, you know what I mean. Just Tone. I love the fake documentary yeah. concept. Yeah? I think it's amazing. Yeah. So... What, like, do you like it because what, of this movie? Do you like, I like a lot of it. Well, do you like specifically mockumentary or just found footage in general? I love found footage in found general. Footage, found footage yeah. terrifies me more than anything else. So, okay. That's interesting. This um, mockumentary concept is huge in um, sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And we all we are literally all friends because of comedy. Yeah. Um, is it old? Is it tired now? Or if somebody yeah. came up with a mockumentary thing nowadays, would you still the like reason, buy into it? The reason I don't think it's tired because of things like The Office and Parks and Recreation is because they don't really adhere to it that much. Like, it's shot like one, but conceptually it really isn't. Right. Like, the Office isn't interested in its film crew and how that relates to the people. I forgot that it was a like, Exactly. A in Parks and Rec, similarly, well, so, it, 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 there's no, like, conceptual, like, adherence to that. Like, Modern Family is also... Like, Modern Family exactly. is fucking forgot. So, yeah. I, yeah. I was like, why are they talking to so, the people? Well, um, so, I used to listen to Dan Harmon's podcast a lot, and he... One of the things, like, on uh, some certain episode he brought up was that, like, writing mockumentary is a lot easier than writing... Uh, just like a non-mockumentary sitcom because you can just have the characters, the characters just explain mm-hmm. themselves to the, the... Yeah. So, like, it's much easier. So, I, I feel like um, at this point, it's like we don't need more of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I mean, but, you could probably make it good. But, but American still... Vandal, for example, which actually follows the format... Right. And not just uses the format, but also conceptually is interested in what a documentary looks like and how it factors right. in. That's different. Yeah. American Vandal is different because it's not it's it's not a traditional sitcom. It's exactly. more of like a parody of a also, true crime podcast. You don't, you don't have moments in American Vandal where people like people aren't just like sitting down explaining themselves. It's like 
all the explanation is done through like, there's dialogue between well, two people. Every the whole season is a continuous story, whereas it's not a, a yeah. sitcom where every episode but then is its own. You never story. have just the talking heads. Like right. I mean, you do, but it's but like the formal talking. But there's heads. an understanding that it's part of the documentary in right. the sitcoms we've been talking about. It's really like, not. Yeah. They just are there. Right. And yeah. I'm more right, interested just in. Like, here's an excuse to explain why I thought yeah. this, or here's a joke that I put in. Narrative podcasts are actually doing really interesting things with that, because they realize, you know, the format of, like, a true crime podcast is so good right. for, like, telling your own fictional stories is that you can just completely copy that, but tell your own stories and have, like, interviews and found footage clips and stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So I love found footage. I think it's a great genre. This movie yes. is a good example of how to do it well, too, because... Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't depend on talking heads to explain mm-hmm. anything. It really is just falling. And whenever the characters are talking to the like, <laughs> talking to the to the camera, they're not just like saying something. They're like moving through the scenery and explaining stuff as it's going. Or they'll be like, "Yeah, this is like a total thing," and then it flashes. Like, there's never like a moment where it's just dependent on like this one line to get the joke, you know what I mean? It's like, it's all like passing and interactions and stuff. It's right. actually, it's, it's actually very natural. If, as if you are, are watching a documentary, they actually, so they didn't do like the classic sitcom mockumentary formula. They, it was just like you were just a day in the life of these vampires. Like they weren't setting up jokes for the talking heads to land. Mm-hmm. And there was right. like, the setup of the mockumentary was just really cool. It was like the crew was given um, crucifixes. Yeah. And, um, permission and like protection they started it off like it was gonna be scary like the crew like needed these things it's really funny and um i don't know i really also enjoy the scene where they're at i don't know what to call it like the party the The, unholy masquerade the unholy masquerade i think that was like another one of the best scenes in the movie (laughs) right you see like this whole like they have their whole own society in our world, it's just incredible world building as well. Yeah. I don't know. And it's just, it's like, it's, I think it's just vampires doing day-to-day things, which is so, yes. like, but, like, with vampire twists, it's so fucking funny. Like, talking about the dishes. They have a chore wheel. Like, they talk about things, like, that humans could never relate to so nonchalantly. So we're invited into this world that they, like, built up and create, and it's awesome. Yeah. To watch. They, like, complain about bones being left around, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. like... You know, don't you hate it when your roommate doesn't sweep up their spinal they cords? Literally, they literally just took casual issues and just were like, if vampires were facing these casual issues, what would the details be? And right. they just... Filled it in with those. They didn't add any extra things. They were just like, if a vampire was a typical person. Yeah. I mean, that's part of what I love so much about this movie is like a horror comedy is like, take, cause you know, comedy, part of the purpose of comedy is to bring people together and be like, we can, we've experienced these things mm-hmm. and we can laugh about them together. It's, it, sh- it shouldn't be an exclusionary thing. It's like it, it, people can share these ideas of what life is like and laugh about them. And so horror comedy like at its peak i think takes horror elements and converts them into things we can kind of share and laugh about right. and relate to ourselves and so the movie does such a good job of that oh, phenomenal yes yeah i think it's definitely it's realistic as to it, it's realistic in the sense that these are like real human relationships yeah um, but it's just put in the context of these are vampires that we're watching. So we brought this up, is their, their enemies, their natural enemies in this are the werewolves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
we kind of all like collectively in passing were like, oh, Twilight. Like that's the explanation. Mm-hmm. Is because why why are bear werewolves and why vampires? are bear, why are werewolves and vampires pitted against each other? Why are we taking two powerful supernatural forces and pitting them against each other? But they could be know. friends. So, I want to know if it's because like Twilight was another the detail. Another detail which people are always mad when I point out is that the werewolves in Twilight are not actually werewolves. They are shapeshifters that happen mm-hmm. to turn into wolves. There's no werewolves. They are not werewolves. And in the books, Twilight mentions like werewolves are real, but the the werewolves we see in Twilight are not actual werewolves. They are just like shapeshifters whose form they turn into happen to be giant right. wolves. See, right. I'm not a Twilight. I don't know Twilight. Oh, I'm, I know every I, aspect. I know, of Twilight. and I know everything about Buffy. Yeah. In Buffy, the werewolves are not enemies of vampires, but they're their own separate thing, and. They're, like, considered, you know, it's because the Vampire Slayer also has to go after werewolves because yeah. they're also dangerous. Right. So they're, like, separate forces. They don't work together, but they're equally, like, yeah. on that level. I think, I do think, that though, that Twilight has a play in the idea that werewolves and vampires mm-hmm. are against each other. But it just doesn't make sense to me because, like, in the world of Asmali, and I like to reference Supernatural, werewolves Everything's and, real. Well, everything's real, first of all. And then werewolves and vampires are, like, they don't interact with each other. They're both equal forces of evil that the hunters go after, but they don't, like, work together or work against mm-hmm. each other. They just, like, don't exist in each other's worlds. But, like, also, if we have them both, why are they always against each other? I like the fact that the vampire hunter is the enemy of the movie. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, you're dead. looking at it through the, the lens of the vampires. Vampire but if yeah. you think about it, like, on level of, like, relating vampire concepts to human behavior, like, there's something, like... There's, like, another group, and it's, like, the other monster group that you interact with. Like, there's gonna be some competition. But then they get along so well with zombies. Like, they have a party, and zombies are... But werewolves aren't invited, so are werewolves an outsider? Is this an allegory for racism? I think the werewolves are a lower... are maybe outside. Well, werewolves aren't undead. Like, zombies Mm -hmm. are undead, banshees. The other people at the Unholy Masquerade are are people who have died and then come back to life afterwards which are vampires and zombies and whatever else whereas the werewolves are just people like mm-hmm. who are still so, alive and i don't think werewolves in the lord aren't like eternal no, immortal beings even though some lore does say they age Ooh. slower yeah that's a thing some t- some lore says werewolves age slower just not they're not undead it just like when I think about werewolves, I think, like, ten years per one human year. That's really? what I think. Yeah. So, fun fact. Um, I found this on werewolves.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. Werewolves.com. <laughs> werewolves.com. There's this old belief that someone um, who was a werewolf in life would uh, return as a vampire once they died. Really? And now, hold on. <laughs> historically, there's all these connections, but, like, in the entertainment industry, um, they oppose each other. Yeah. That's not real. I um, believe that. Werewolves.com says there's this old belief that someone who is a werewolf in life will return as a vampire in death. Because of this, no. Slavic territories, many names no. originally used for werewolves eventually came to be used for vampires. I mean, there's no, no way a werewolf. That's a garbage. Which, belief. like, I'm making a URL. What should it be? Werewolves.com. No in way. In Montenegro, there <laughs> no was a way. belief that all vampires must spend time in wolf form. Well, that's the thing. For the longest time, vampire lore, vampires, yeah, they could turn into bats, but the big thing was vampires turned into dogs. dogs yeah. They didn't, it wasn't bats until, like, for a long time, it was freaking dogs. Bats. 
It's freaking bats. No, for the longest time they turned into dogs, not bats. And then like there was a transition into bats. So like Is that why the black dog means death? Yeah, no, literally, like there's like a tie. So like the idea that a werewolf could turn into a vampire totally makes sense because dog transformation is a thing between both like ideas. I believe it. I, I buy it. Well that. I mean I trust I you. don't agree because oh. they're just different concepts like a werewolf is a being that is like under it's basically like under the spell of the moon so it it, a a werewolf has to deal with changing whenever the moon changes you know whereas vampires are completely independent of the moon they just have their own existence and they're like the idea of vampire is a being that doesn't have its own blood so it has to suck the blood of people that have blood in order to survive. Eat people. I thought werewolves were werewolves eat people because they turn into wolves, uh-huh. which have are feral. Uh, parts of it. Yeah, no, I get, I get where you're coming from. Hey, Lauren. You know. Yeah. Are you team werewolf or team vampire? Depends. <laughs> Just like in general, like Twilight rules. Twilight. No, Twilight so, doesn't count because they're not werewolves. Hold on. No, I was gonna say, if you're basing this on Twilight, like it depends on what you're basing it on. Okay. What what film are we basing this on? What I don't know. All of it. We just watched what you what we do in the shadows, so I don't know. If it's that way, then it'd be vampires. Can that be our new show that we watch every week? If you want, yeah, I do. Um, that was my roommate in the background. <laughs> so okay. Um, She's Eli, lying. I just would like to point out, brought up that werewolves were a metaphor for puberty, which yeah. if, we well, in gingers, snaps, if we reference if we reference a. Past episode, Ginger Snaps was definitely entirely a metaphor. metaphor I feel like I've seen that's like a common theme, though. Really? You know why I'm thinking? Twilight werewolves definitely follow a puberty metaphor. That's entirely what that is. Now that I'm thinking about it, is it coming of age? Well, I always thought werewolves (laughs) were just like babies are coming of age. Rabies. That's no. what it started from, is because people got rabies from being bitten by dogs. I mean, that makes sense. And shit. And then it, it causes them to act more, like, animalistic hmm. and stuff. And, and um, yeah, I think, like, the werewolf myth started because of, like, rabies and probably similar yeah. um, diseases. Huh. Okay, I have to pee. You guys can keep talking. I, can I also have to pee. Keep talking. Keep talking. Or we can pause. I just, I'm like gonna <laughs> die. This is very important. This movie is so fucking good. I know. Yes. It's, it's funny. And it's I want to see funny. all that it's, footage yeah. that didn't make the cut. Right. And like Sam was saying this, how do you edit down an impossibly like large amount of footage into the best hits? Like it's, oh, like the production of this. And, the, like, I'll say this. I think working on this film would be hard. Really, really hard to do. I think it would be fun, but it would be hard to do. Because um, you have this giant script that nobody's allowed to see, and then you're, like, told to go improv, all mm-hmm. this stuff. And uh, I just think from, like, a produ- Like, I'm glad they, like, had a vision and knew what they were doing, but from mm. a production standpoint, mm-hmm. it sounds, like, hard as fuck to make a movie like this. Yeah, and the two writers of the film, uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, are, are doing... The- they did the TV show, so... Oh, re- they, they did? Be- yeah. Oh, great. They're the writers, so... Yeah. It's just crazy to, like, have this vision, like, so, like, simultaneously, like, clearly planned and, um... Like, improvised? Like, it's such a weird dynamic for production. I don't know. 
but it came together so well. Like I never would. Oh my god, I just I love this movie. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a really good movie. I think the best horror comedies are when they like legit take it seriously and don't I don't know. They they like take the the um concept seriously. Yeah, they don't break concept. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're not like making fun of it. Yeah. They're they're just hundred um, percent. Yeah. That's part of I mean I think Cabin in the Woods does a really good job of that. Cabin um, in the Woods is really good. Like, because it's still committed Shaun to the being, Dead. Shaun of the Dead's, yeah. like, Shaun the perfect Dead example of that. Very seriously. Shaun like, of the Dead never breaks zombie format. Yeah. Like, and it's made by people who like mm-hmm. horror movies and yeah, horror 100%. concepts. Yeah, I mean, American Werewolf in London is another great example. Like, very, I haven't seen that. It's a, yeah, a werewolf comedy. Yeah. Um, it, very committed to being a werewolf movie, even as it, like... Tells jokes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I can't stop. Like, the cat is just burned in my brain. It's one of those where you're like, oh, this is the one of the most famous parts. So I was like, oh, sure. But, it's like, I haven't stopped thinking image. about it's it. It's a beautiful image. It's fucking terrifying. What are so your favorite, favorite horror comedies? Mine? Um, I love Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to go see that at Gateway on Friday, and we just didn't make it. Uh, but I I love Cabin in the Woods. I think that's a great horror comedy. Um, but I feel like there's like at least one more that I love. Sean the Den? Oh, oh, yeah. I really do We're love... Sh- I really do love Sean of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, more. my favorite horror film of all times is Scream, and that's not a horror comedy. It's very aware. Is. I think this... It works in the same I way think this Scream one counts. But it's self-aware horror, so, like, it's genuinely scary, but, like, it literally exists to call out horror yeah. on its tropes. Scream's scary, yeah, but... Um... Housebound. Do you like Housebound? Oh, fucking shit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Another New Zealand movie, Housebound. Love... Oh, my God. And... Let's reserve this for recommendations when I talk about it, but I guess we can, like... This can be a recommendation segment. We've already talked about a lot of Yeah, we're about good timing to naturally flow into recommendations. So, like, I'm going to make... I have a popcorn kernel in my mouth, sorry. Um, Yeah, my recommendation is going to be Housebound because it's another New Zealand movie. It's a horror comedy, and it is genuinely, like, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. And I can't really say too much because I don't want to spoil it. I like literally any word word I say could like trigger a spoiler <laughs> for that movie. But have you seen it, Molly? Such a good fucking ears. movie. I literally no, I'm not gonna say much because I don't want to spoil it for anyone listening. I genuinely think that is like it's better than Cabin in the Woods. Like it I is. Agree. It is such a go- good horror comedy. You're on the edge of your seat. You're actually scared, but then you're, like, cackling as soon as, like, there's, like, this big scary reveal, and then you're thinking about how funny that big scary reveal is. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. A great horror comedy. Great horror. Um, I just watched that for the first time recently. Really spectacular. Mm -hmm. That one is, like, a parody of the, like, um, like, kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, like, kind of, uh, rural, like, rural killer type. Like yeah. Chainsaw even, Massacre. Kind of like the um, Chainsaw Massacre, or like even the House of Wax, like mm-hmm. killer, like brothers. Like the scene where they're like watching and they're like, oh my god, he's like doing like all these very bad things and he's just trying to save this yeah. girl the whole no, time. It's, it's a so great fucking movie. funny. And looking back at yeah. some of my favorite horror comedies, I also remember Slither. 
That's another great one. None of you have seen Slither? No. Oh, okay. So Slither is like, it's got Nathan Fillion in it. It's directed by James Gunn. Yeah, it's directed by James Gunn. It's the like these slugs like show up in this town and they're like zombie slugs, <laughs> I think. And it's like a weird Nathan Fillion-led horror comedy. Just a great movie. Um, worth checking out. It's early James Gunn nonsense. Um with that kind of James Gunn sense of humor, and mm. it's really funny. We rolled naturally into um, recommendations, so if you have any. Yeah, I mean, my favorite is Shaun of the Dead. I think Shaun of the Dead is a perfect movie, um, just because, like, it's just, said the script is, like, perfectly written. Everything is just, like, everything, like, ties into itself. There's so many... I just think, like, Shaun of the Dead is a movie that has, like, such a perfect script... Like, there's yeah. no loose ends. Like, everything has a point to it. There's nothing, like, extraneous that and could even, be cut out. And then even the things that could be loose ends, if you have the DVD, there's this feature that tells you, like, <laughs> hey, in case you were curious, this is what happened to me. And, like, all the characters that you're like, oh, what happened to them? There's an answer to that. Right. I think it's so crazy, because in my opinion, that's so opposite from what we do in The Shadows, where um, everything in Shaun of the Dead and a lot of Edgar Wright's movies is so planned. Yeah. Like, to, like, the T. Right. But this movie was so, like, free-flowing. Like, right. But they both work. I think they both come from the same, um, like, intention. Where, like, Shaun of the Dead is a group of people who like ho- zombie movies and are making a movie that's a tribute. That's It's a comedy movie, but it's a tribute to the movies they love. So there are a bunch of references to actual... A lot of the lines, there's a... One of the lines that I never picked up until I listened to the, um, like, one a commentary on it was, there's a scene, Sean's mom is named Barbara, and there's a scene where, uh, Sean calls his mom, and she's like, um, oh, she, like, doesn't know that they're dealing with zombies yet, and she's like, oh, uh, we're gonna do blah, 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 and Sean's like, oh, we'll, we'll come, we'll come and get you, and, um, like, Nick, uh, Nick Frost's character, um, I forget his name. Ed is mm. his name. But, like, he, he yells, We're coming to get you, Barbara! That's like, uh, which Night is, of the Living Dead, right? Exactly. That that line is directly taken from Night of the Living awesome. Dead. And, like, George Romero watched Shaun of the Dead and did not realize that that was a reference <gasps> until, like, it was explained to him. That's awesome. So, yeah. I love that. Even, like, from the opening titles of Shaun of the Dead, like, the opening titles, the music that plays in the opening titles is from... Um, one of the, I think it's, like, the one, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, the music that plays in the opening credit, like, the production logos, the Universal logo, the music Stop. that plays over that is, like, a reference. That's like, awesome. every aspect of Shaun of the Dead is perfectly planned out. And I love that television scene. Yeah. Um, where, like, he's flipping yeah, through, he's like, flipping t- the it's, like, tells you about the zombie sense. attack, yeah. but, like, oh, it's, yeah. like, he's Yeah, Edgar Wright is such a good director, but, like, this and is... Baby Driver as well. Right. This is the opposite end of the spectrum, where it's, it's the same intention, like, it's people making a movie about something that they really enjoy and, like, want to tribute, but, um, here, like, rather than, like, they, def- they definitely had a bunch of plans. They had a 150-page script. But it's also, like, the, the lines are more improvised, and so yeah. that adds to it. If you're doing a double feature, this, what we do in The Shadows and Shaun of the Dead is a great pairing. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. 
it's I was just, like appreciation. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. it's a movie for people who love movies. Yeah. yeah. And vampires. Yeah. And like weird like If you love stuff. vampire mythology, you will love There's it. There's just like little bits that mm-hmm. you just pick out and just you're like, Oh my god, I can't believe they included that. I would say my only recommendation is um like specifically the first episode, but like the show itself, uh documentary now. Yeah. Um, the yeah. first episode was like the Grey Gardens parody. Like that gets really scary. I think that's really funny. There's that the scene like in Grey the Grey Gardens parody where they're like getting chased through the house is very reminiscent of Yeah, yeah. like that scene with Nick. It's crazy. But um mm-hmm. the show itself is really cool. Um a lot of um bits if you've seen a lot of documentaries, like it's it's really great parody. Yeah. That one is awesome. That that episode is just awesome. We talked about it in the Deborah Logan episode, but that episode <laughs> is perfect for if you you want to watch something funny like or scary, but that tone taking of Deborah Logan fits perfectly with that one too. Mm-hmm. That episode's like a good crossover between this and taking of Deborah Logan. Right. Um, but yeah, I like. Mm-hmm. What did I say oh. my recommendation was? Oh, Housebound. I have Housebound. one more recommendation. Yeah. Um, this is a actual horror movie. Um, it's called The Last Broadcast. Um, this one's a mockumentary or documentary style, but it's not a comedy. It's committed Mm -hmm. to being, um, a horror movie and it is basically, uh, pre Blair Witch, like two filmmakers go to film a documentary about this, um, disappearance in this forest and it's, um, just a kind of, it's very Blair Witch style, but it, it came up before Blair Witch and it's more devoted to the documentary concept. So there's, you know. Um, different people that they interview about the disappearance and then the two filmmakers who go in and it's a really interesting movie um and it would pair well with creep too um creep Creep. oh yeah i would recommend creep Creep. yeah creep and creep too i haven't seen creep too shit creep too is good I would say, I, I think I like to. Creep 2 a little really? bit more. Yeah, Wait, I watched yes. Creep for the I first time Mark very recently. Yeah. yeah, like Creep scared the fuck out of me. It's terrifying. It's like, really it's so scary. Funny. It's good. Creep is and very good. I will say the ending is like so satisfying. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's kind of funny. Oh, creep, it is. Oh, like, yes, I mean, it is. But like it's t- it also is like very, very creepy. Creep's got comedy elements and he's so funny. And, yeah. and it's another yeah. movie that's very aware of itself. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like a movie that derives from a lot of love from, like, the kind of psychopath genre. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yes. You can trust, like, Mark Duplass, like, hangs in the middle of, like, horror comedies, so he's, like, right there. Like, I, I, when I think of Mark Duplass, I think about, like, Twilight Zone-esque. Like, his mind exists in the Twilight Zone. Not necessarily that he's doing Twilight Zone, but he's doing, like, he'll do, like, stupid shit, but then he can also do, like, really, like, unsettling shit. He's just, like, both sides. Right. Have yeah. you seen the league? No, I haven't. Dude, it's incredible. I've seen the league, like, three times. Yeah, Everyone I love is in that, group, in that show, and I have Jason not. Paul Shearer. Paul Shearer. really great in the league. In I cannot believe I've never seen the league. Never but. seen it. Will you guys, uh, will you guys please, I'll watch it with you, because I love, it's, like, one of my favorite comedies. It's I know so I like it. I hands down It's the I reason I, like, am into fantasy football. I don't give a shit about football. Like, most times, but I love playing fantasy because I love that show and it's fucking crazy. Nick Kroll is the best part of that Nick show. Yes. My comedy I know, again, so. I know, I love it. I just haven't. Should we go into ratings? And oh ratings shit! Yeah. And what would you do oh, if you? it were you in this movie? So this segment is um, who do you relate to the most? And um, if you were yourself in this movie, would you, would you survive? Like, how would you like function? Um. So Eli, let's start with you. I guess. Um, what character do you relate to the most? I think I relate to... See, I relate to 
Viago in 95% of the ways. I relate to Peter in the fact that Peter leaves spinal <laughs> columns all around <laughs> and won't get out of bed. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's relatable. I, I leave a mess and my roommates will yell at me and be like, hey, maybe you could sweep up these spinal columns. Yeah. And then I'll hiss at them in bed. <laughs> so in that sense, I'm a lot like Peter. Um, but in terms of the kind of general, like, fussiness and neuroses, Viago's really got me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just kind of, if I was a vampire, I'd definitely be, like, as concerned about the prospect of killing people as Viago is, and I'd definitely screw it up and uh, just, le- like, blood would get everywhere every time. Ah, okay. Because um, I can't even open a Capri Sun, so I mean, Viago... <laughs> Hitting that artery? Yeah, no <laughs> chance. What about you? I don't know. <clears throat> I kind of relate to all of them in, like, different ways. Because, well, first of all, Stu, I definitely relate to as the human (laughs) who just doesn't have, like, an opinion on anything, who's just, like, a neutral dude in general. I really relate to Stu. (laughs) Um, But also, like, Declan, I relate to, and the fact that he's young and he's, like, the angry, like, the very rebellious type dude. Um, I feel like, um, Vlad's character, Vlad, like, I, like, I feel, he's a very similar character to, um, Martin Starr's character on, uh, Silicon Valley, Uh. where he's just, like, detached from everything, but he's also, like, he's just the weird one, you know, who's also, like, very sexual and into stuff like that, um, but, like, I relate to the, like, kind of detached aspect where he's, like, not really... He's, like, the one roommate who's... He's not a terrible roommate, but he's not, like, the best roommate, you know? Yeah. So I relate to him and, you know, just... I'd I'd probably say if I had to be one of the vampires, I'd probably be... Declan, or Deacon, Deacon or uh, probably Vlad. Actually, I'd probably be Vlad. Vlad. So if we're gonna go in terms of, okay. So if I'm looking at it as like, who am I as a roommate? I'm I'm definitely Viago. <laughs> I am like hands down him. Like there's no yeah. questioning. Yeah. I am him. Harish knows he lives with me. I am him. Um, but if we're gonna go, if, if I was a vampire, I'd hands down be Vlad. <laughs> that is exactly like who I would exist. Like if I think about myself as a vampire, I think I might about myself in those terms like I would just be like thinking of myself as like the most powerful and the greatest and I can do all of these things and I'm like so sexual and can get what I want like that is entirely who I would be if I was a vampire but if we're gonna go like who I am I'm Viago. (laughs) (laughs) I would say I'm a good um like a mix I think because I all think they represent different things about like specific personalities But, like, most realistically, I'd say I was a deacon, um, <laughs> ouch, a deacon Viago. Yeah, I agree. Cause... No, I know it's awful, because deacon's kind of the worst, and, like, that's how I feel about myself. I love deacon. In that moment when he was talking about how you watch everyone die, I was like, I'll worm. That's a mood. <laughs> so like I've, I've had never... that conversation with Molly. <laughs> oh, no. What? No. <laughs> Not really, but. but like, in a way, we I can have... see it. Yeah. Spiritually, it's felt the same. Next back right. burner party. <laughs> yeah, I can, hear, I can see Molly saying saying Deacon's lines very easily. <laughs> it's yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. But, um, 
I also, this is just for shit, I also relate to Peter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just, okay, the second you saw Peter, you were like, move. <laughs> is this, I want to, like, I want to protect it. I want to see it happy. I want to see it grow old. Molly felt an instant connection. <laughs> I just love it because it's like that old style vamp. I love that. I love that reference. I think it's my favorite reference in the whole like move I just uh I have so much love and appreciation <laughs> for what this movie did right. with Peter's character. And the makeup is insane. Like you if you look at it, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my god. Just <laughs> they got the details right. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Right. And it's one of those like it's a that's the vampire shit I like. I like that very classic, yeah. like vampire look, so it's just perfect. Yeah. German expressionism is like one of my favorite genres. It just like really checked all the boxes for me. But um, right. I'd also have to say, I would, the character I would want to be is the Beast. The Beast. Oh, the Beast. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Savage. Just an enigma, and then you're like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know? right. It's fucking incredible. You, you scorned one person, and it's made you into something oh, so much more than I you bet. are. We, I'm going to say this now. We're cutting this out of the episode. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> I definitely didn't say something shady. Okay, so if it was, if it was just you... In the podcast. Like, not the podcast. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, can I change my answer? Yeah. Oh, I'm Jackie. Actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I want to be a vampire. I would want to be a vampire so bad that I'd do, like, a lot. <laughs> You'd be you a familiar just to be a vampire. I chores. would. But then, like, you know, she eventually gets it, which is super cool. You know, it's all about achieving your dreams. Anyways. So, if you... If you were in this movie... If, if you were in the movie, mm-hmm. would you survive? Would you be eaten by vampires? Would you be a vampire? Would you be a va- werewolf? Where would you be? I mean, I'd hope that I'd be a vampire. I'd want to be a vampire. I, really? I guess, like, I relate to Jackie in that sense, but also I'm, like, too lazy to actual, actually be a familiar. Like, I wouldn't want to actually <laughs> do any work. No. But I, I would wouldn't want to be a vampire. Just seduce one. I would. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'm with Harish. I would be interested in the prospect of being a vampire, kind of like I'm interested in... I'm interested in a lot of things. Like, you know, I'd love to watch Supernatural at some point, or maybe I'd... Please, listen wait. To- don't, don't Supernatural do featuring uh, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki? Sure. No, oh, Jared Padalecki, who's in the, the Friday the 13th uh, remake. remake? Oh, yes. Yeah. But here's what I'm that. saying. You give me a daunting task, like, oh, maybe I'd watch Supernatural. Maybe I'd don't, don't do watch it. Naruto. Yeah. But I then I look and I'm like, oh, 10,000 episodes, no way. Right. Same thing, like, I'm not going to do chores because being a vampire, even though it sounds cool, maybe. So I would just be like, I would either get eaten or just hang out. Um, I don't think I would put in the work required I, to right. be a vampire. I'd figure out which club vampires frequent. Bullwinkles. Big Kumara. Bullwinkles definitely is where they frequent. I've seen some vampires at Bullwinkles. Yeah. So I'd go there and then I'd seduce one. And then I'd be one. And that's my formula. I'd absolutely well, you only be need to use it once. You only need to use it once, yeah. I'd absolutely be a vampire. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. awesome. I think a, a lot of my like personal anxieties come from, like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Right. And I'm worried I'm not going to be able to do it all. So but, vampirism um, really Exactly. Happens. You know what? It would take, so much it would take a lot of the equations for me. I wouldn't worry about graduating because mm-hmm. I'd just be like, ah, I can just do it in 25 years. You know, right. nothing matters. I wouldn't worry. I'm really afraid of, like, that I look old, and so it stresses me out. So, like, if I could just look the same way forever, you know, that'd be pretty lit. And I don't know. I just feel like it would take a lot out of the equation for me. Like, yeah, the moral. I'd, I'd probably eat animals, though. 
But like the you moral a vegetarian vampire. ambiguity, yeah, like that's the only thing. Or I'd eat like really, sh- I'd eat like criminals. Like Bonicula Dexter. ate vegetables. I don't know what. Bonicula ate vegetables. I'll be Bonicula. They were a vampire. And How they just did sucked, they sustain? They sucked the lifeblood out of celery, I believe. Oh. Bonicula, you've never read the book? No. Bonicula was like <laughs> my first. You know, you know how you guys had Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah. yeah. Bonicula was the book that I got at my first Scholastic <gasps> Book Fair. Me too. That's awesome. And it, it's about a bunny that is a vampire. And but like, it eats vegetables. It That's is, so it cute. Like, sucks vegetables dry. So like um, the so family just, just leaves. The water? <laughs> well, yeah, it just leaves like a piece of celery out, and then it's completely drained of all water. It's just like a dry That's stick so of celery. That's so cute. Yeah. That's like Frankenweenie. But yeah, Bonicula's great. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so should we go into rankings? Villain ranking? Well, we can do villain or the actually just rating the movies. Here's the thing. 10. I don't think there's a villain of this there's, movie. There's yeah. not. But I want them to be my number one. So I'm yeah. just going to say on the record um all the characters in this characters in this movie are number one in my heart. Spiritually. From all yeah. the movies we've seen, like I don't see another movie character like I, there's them. not a bad guy I feel like this doesn't fit in our villain ranking no like, we should just not and it, maybe fair. the and vampire hunter but he's not even a no, character there's not really, you know yeah, there's not really a villain so there's not a, they're the all beast. The, the beast even the beast I'm like even the beast it's like okay like she's an ex like no you know? like I don't yeah. think there's a villain ranking yeah, I, don't I think, think there's a villain so but they're all so good they're right. all number one in the hearts of tipsy terror so, out of ten, uh, what do we want to do? Wooden stakes? Wooden stakes. Crucifixes, fangs, biscuitties. Uh, What's, like, something, like, really Bus- specific Buschettis. to this movie? Biscuitties. Ten biscuitties. Out of ten biscuitties. Cat faces. Ten cat faces. Cats with it's, human faces. I don't give a shit if you don't care about seeing this movie. Just At least watch, picture. like, the picture. Or yet. just look up Jermaine Clement cat. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking incredible. If you Honestly, if you look up what we do in the shadows, it's one of the first pictures mm-hmm. that comes up. It's so funny. Sweetie. Sam, I'm commissioning a cross stitch. Oh, I'll you. make one. I'll fucking make one. So, out of ten...
Yeah, I mean, Ken Boschetti's. Ken uh, Boschetti's. For sure. Uh, in terms of the horror comedy genre, um, it's pretty much, like, along with Shaun of the Dead, as perfect as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it kind of, it's less defining for the genre, probably, than Shaun of the Dead, because it's not as, like, well-known, but it really is, like, just, it epitomizes what's great about horror and comedy <laughs> mashed up. Especially with, in vampires. Oh, yeah. And, like, you won't do vampire comedy better. Like, yeah. no chance. Um, so, it's one of my favorite films. Uh, yeah. I could watch it any amount of times. Any funny angle you can think about for vampires, this movie has pretty much hit at least, like, a small aspect of mm, that angle. Right. Like, they have just touched on literally everything good you can do with the genre. It's it's just so well done. The only thing I could see making this movie better is if um it released a lot of both like if there was like a recut with like completely new <laughs> movies. It was director's like a hundred hours. Yeah, I would yeah. I would sit and watch all the footage. Like I would watch commentary. I would watch every take. I would watch all like the hours of this movie. Yeah. like right. all the filming. It was incredible. Yeah. All right. So uh, we already did our recommendations. Um, plugs. It's plugs. a plug time. Do you have anything to plug, Eli? You want to plug any social media, any things you do? Uh, I'm uh, part of a sketch comedy group. Uh, we're Backburner Sketch Comedy. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Um, <laughs> you keep promising you it. Can, we do technically have a TikTok and YouTube. Uh, Backburner Sketch Comedy. We have our own YouTube URL. It's very exciting. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, got it. oh uh, that's finally. Uh, well, we're yeah. So check us out. Um, I think we're funny. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, like we all know each other because of Backburner. Harish and I are grads. Molly is in Backburner now. Eli is in Backburner now. We all met through this comedy group. So check them out. Mm-mm. That's not true. That's not true. Well, not technically, OUTV is how. Yeah. yeah. I met you guys through Backburner. Fresh Meat, a yeah. coming of age. Okay. Fresh Meat, a coming of age story, which you can find on YouTube. On YouTube. It's a Look short it film Harish and I are both in. Yeah. We both wrote it. We were in the writing team. Yeah. It was you and Lauren. Yeah. Yep. There's a poster for it in our kitchen. That's crazy. Technically speaking, that could be on Tipsy Terror. Yeah, that could. We could do that. We should do that for our like one-year episode. We all know each we other tagen- tangentially. And I met you through um, OUTV. OUTV because I joined because they joined because of Fresh Meat, mm-hmm. but I knew them because of Backburner. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like so. It's just like basically the two student orgs that were like really yeah. related. Everyone like knows everyone. Yeah. So do you, you want to plug your personal? Me, personal, yeah. uh, I mean, I guess you can follow me on Twitter. I don't remember my handle. Um, I think I have a TikTok. Uh, um, let me see. We'll give him a moment. Eli Gardner, Eli Gardner. At Eli Gardner. No space. That's all it is. I think I post sometimes funny things. I like to talk about Kit Fisto from Star Wars. <gasps> Eli, I also love talking um, about Kit Fisto from Star and Wars. And I'm trying to petition uh, Rain Johnson to release a film where we see his uh, human genitalia. So, um, <laughs> yeah, follow Johnson. me. No, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. Oh, yeah. Okay. I am very passionate. Kit Fisto is probably mm-hmm. my favorite Jedi from the yeah, Star Wars Yeah, I would universe. like to see Kit Fisto with realistic genitalia. Um, I think if enough people retweet my tweets, we can do it. Um... <laughs> so yeah I'm glad that you and I have that same passion yeah 
I didn't know somebody else was as passionate about Kipisto as I am. genitalia, yeah. Well, not <laughs> Kipisto in general. I'm, I'm not, not interested in Kipisto in general. <laughs> I just think Kipisto is a cool You're interested in thing. Kipisto in general? Yes. In general, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, Harish? Uh, you can follow me at not a credit card on everything. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference. And you can follow me on Instagram or Letterboxd at Samantha Dawn13. Um, you can find me at M O 1 Y H A I N E S on Twitter and Letterboxd. And my Instagram is at Molly Francis Haynes. Sorry, my voice cracked. <laughs> and then the show is at Tipsy Terror. TipsyTerror.com, TipsyTerror.rip, TipsyTerror.wtf, TipsyTerror.pub. .pub! And you can email us at TipsyTerrorPod um, at gmail.com. Yeah. And um, uh, follow us on Letterboxd. On Letterboxd. Sam does so much. I really don't, but follow us. You do. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and... Eli won a fabulous painting by Sam. Follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter. Yes. Right. For more opportunities and giveaways. It's beautiful. I'm going to speak Latin in front of it. Please don't! I told him when I handed it to him, I was like, this is cursed, don't speak Latin in front of it. Oh, well, you got it. I want to bring that anaconda to life. Please don't. It's to, if you look at it, that, can't, that anaconda can't I want to hang out with John Voight inside of its belly. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> um, but he uh, threw John Voight up if you've seen the movie. What? Yeah, John Voight what? got no. thrown up in the movie. Oh darn! Don't you know he got reunited. I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it was in the deleted scenes. So, um, fi- um, our next movie. We don't know. Well, maybe Event Horizon. We're probably Ooh. if we can't find a guest, we're probably gonna do Event Horizon. I like how it sounds like we're like desperately trying to find a guest. But yeah, um, Event Horizon. This was my suggestion, and uh, we're gonna watch it probably. All right, cool. We'll tell you if there's a change in that. Good deal. That's it. All right. Thank you so much. Please fucking watch this movie. Yes. It's free on Hoopla. Just get a library. Hoopla Canopy. Thank you, library. Yeah, go libraries. And thank you, Eli, for coming on the show. Thank you, Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm going to reference Vampire the Masquerade's bloodline in this podcast, and I'm sorry for it. That's okay. You can do whatever you want.